raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Good morning. It is Thursday, June 15th. It's five minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. We're both on Twitter. He's at Rob M. Kendall. I'm at Casey Daniels 317. And we're both on YouTube right now. Just type in Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. I feel like I need to say my eyes are up here. <laughs> Look up here. Rob is highly distracted this morning because of the U.S. Open. We've got a program we're doing here. Yes, I'm here. Okay, Whatever you need. All right, well, let's talk about this article that came out from Wish TV. They say that the uh, Republican House Speaker, Todd Houston, said that he has not reviewed the plea agreement that Jim Lucas made and that he hopes that Jim gets the help that he needs and to make sure that the situation doesn't happen again. And he was asked whether Jim Lucas would face any disciplinary action by the legislature. And he said he was obviously disappointed by his actions. He hasn't had a chance to talk to him, but he's going to take a look at it moving forward. So that to me sounds like a big no. So, yeah. And this is what we've talked about, which is it is almost like a cult over there at 200 West Washington now. And what I mean by that is... They have made it very clear, they being the leadership, to all of these people. And we're getting into this little thing with J.D. Prescott that's going on in a minute. But it is, you would think of 150 people, and uh, uh, more than 100 of them are Republicans, almost something like 110 of them or something close to that are Republicans. One of them would publicly be like, this is bullcrap what you people are doing with these taxes. You'd think one out of 110 in the party of low taxes and limited government, like one person would be an agitator and would say, this is crap what you're doing to people with these property taxes. You just took another 90 million in gas taxes. The only taxes you cut are the ones that benefit your rich donor buddies. This sucks, and I'm going to say something about it. And yet none of them do. Mm -hmm. Universally, even the ones who are supposed to be conservative, no, this is fine. I mean, even somebody like Becky Cash, who's supposed to be one of the conservatives, she came on here, this is fine. No, no, just nobody says anything. And what you realize is the edict and order was given down. And this this is the most important lesson from all of this. The thing they did to Curtis Hill... And then what they did to John Jacob and Kurt Nicely last year was a very clear directive to these little minions, which is if you speak up, we will destroy you. And what happened is people like Jim Lucas clearly got the message. Jim Lucas emerged when he took his social media down a couple years ago for the racially insensitive meme. Now, he's still a moron and he still puts his foot in his mouth. And this is the pre-drunk drunk driving stuff. But... It was a new gym in terms of, hey, the taxes are fine. The spending is fine. This is fine. That's fine. We have a plan for property taxes. But no plan actually existed. And then the plan they passed. By the way, I found out the Democrats now have released the data on this. The average person, and we're working to to get them on the the show to go through this in detail because we know the Republicans won't, is going to get less than $100 relief in year one and then much less than that in year two so your taxes went up five hundred dollars we're going to give you less than a hundred back and we're going to tell you how much we're cutting your taxes Mm -hmm. right i mean this is what they're doing but universally the republicans now are in lockstep agreement 
that what they are doing, at least publicly, what they're doing is fine. And what you realize, and this thing with Jim Lucas is another reminder, in which when Curtis Hill was alleged to have done something, and the allegation was apparently so flimsy that no criminal charges were filed, Holcomb's own ethics officer couldn't find an ethics violation, and the lawsuit was thrown out against him. That didn't matter. The Holcomb and the Good Time Establishment Brigade were sprinting to podiums. Curtis must resign. Curtis is condemned. Curtis is awful. Blah, blah, blah. blah. You know, Connie Lawson and Bosman and all these guys. The dogs were released. You know, Curtis is, should be out of here. This is We're not going to tolerate this behavior. And then when a guy... I mean, it's not even conjecture anymore. It's not even allegedly. He admitted he did it. Yeah. He got drunk. Mm -hmm. He plowed through a guardrail. He fled the scene. And then he's on tape being uh, manipulated. I'm not even sure what the word is. Because he's, when he's asked about the, you know, by the cop, you know, have you seen a van or, you know, are you driving a van? Trying to be coy. He knows, while technically he's not driving a van, he knows he has a cab on the back of that pickup truck and it looks like, could look like a van to a normal person. He knows he's the guy who blew through the barricade. Jim Lucas knows he was the guy who went on one and a half tires down the road. He knows he's who the cop is looking for. Just goes, oh, I don't know anything about any van. Mm -hmm. So you've got a guy who drives drunk, blows through a barricade, goes the wrong way down an exit ramp, goes three miles roughly on one and a half tires, hides the car because he knows what he did and he knows he's committed an offense and then lies to the cops. And the response from Todd Houston is, well... We're gonna look. Yeah, we're we'll gonna see how it goes. Going we're gonna forward. examine that. Where was the? We're gonna look at it and let the justice system play out with Curtis Hill. Mm-hmm. The difference is, Curtis was a conservative agitator, and Jim got the memo a couple years ago. Get got, in line and got in line. Yeah. Okay. So you had mentioned that there's a new ethics committee that's being formed. Is this situation one of the reasons why this ethics committee? Is coming out. I was told by a very reliable source inside the state house that this was formed, and uh, someone from Legislative Services is going to be overseeing it now. That originally it was going to be the Flanders boys, Rod and Todd, but they didn't want the heat of having to execute the discipline. So, and I was told this is by someone inside the state house. This is actually probably a good thing because it is more apt something will come of this. Because apparently the behavior, and this is the danger with the super majorities, and this is what we keep telling people. If you just blindly elect these people, they will, without any regard or second thought, treat you like complete dirt. And that's what they do. That's what the Republicans do on a daily basis. They take as much money as they can get away with, and then they lie to you about, oh, we cut income taxes by 0.1%. Well, whoop-de-doo. We took we took 500 from you in property taxes, but we gave you $37 in an income tax cut. Congratulations. Yeah, look at what you've won. Mm-hmm. Um, but the behavior of these officials, the personal behavior, and I was told specific uh, things that have occurred, and this person has absolutely no reason to lie to me, and that have somehow, and this is, an, again, another example of the problem of having fewer and fewer people covering the state house is these things happen. People sending images, allegedly, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. shouldn't be mm-hmm. sending to people who may or may not be coworkers. I mean, there's mm-hmm. just all sorts of stuff going on over there now, and it's not getting reported because these people all protect each other. They're all slimy swamp creatures at this point, and I, I think a big part of it with protecting Jim, who has now admitted that he did all this stuff. He admitted to Hammer and Nigel. I mean, he gave the worst apology you could possibly give. 
he admitted he's going to keep drinking. He doesn't think he has a drinking problem. It's going to go back to business as usual. The the they all know. They all have dirt on each other. And I asked when I first started working in the state house, I asked a very high person in management over there when these people used to actually talk to me. I said, "What? Why do these people just like not torch each other that they you know that they disagree with? Why do they? Def- I mean, major policy differences and stuff. Because they're guilty too. They said everybody is yeah. dirty in this building. I will yeah. never forget this. This person telling me this, and the longer I was there, and ever since it has been proven correct that all these people are dirty, and if you go after one person then everybody can go after you. And so it's just a, it's just literally, it is the good old boys club. It is 13 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And Jim Lucas aside, you are now in a, I, I don't even know what to call it, a d- discussion. Well, there's a, there's a new, someone else. There's a new internet tough guy, Casey. Okay. And, you know, you see this all the time with these state reps and state senators. Well, they're big keyboard warriors, right? Yeah. They're big, strong, tough guys on the social media. And then it comes time, you say, hey, hey, Mr. Uh, state Rep or State Senator, why don't you step out from behind that keyboard and why don't you come on statewide radio and let's have this discussion where more than the seven people who follow your page will see it. And it just turns into, into radio silence. Now, J.D. Prescott is a state rep from up in Muncie. And he is, uh, again, he was the guy who tried to sponsor the bill that would have made school board elections partisan. And then he completely caved because he was told by the apparatus, the upper echelon, we're not doing that. And so he just folded the bill because that's what he is. He's a folder and a failure. He's the guy who came on the show when the other blonde lady worked here and thumped his chest and said, I am introducing a bill that will strip all of Holcomb's executive powers from him. Bra, 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 bra. Oh, what? Did that bill ever service? No, No, it sure didn't. Yeah. So it came to my attention that old JD, big internet tough guy. Now, remember, he's the guy who had the town hall and our friends from the uh, Bastards of Politics went there because they're constituents to ask questions. And he got mad. That they were recording. No camera. They they didn't want him recorded in his Mm -hmm. public town hall, which Mm -hmm. he was there as an elected official. And then he was bad mouthing me and basically trying to say that I was uh, getting people all riled up about the raises, Raises, which they're they have taken it's now been proven becky cash admitted they voted to take those raises and there's a good chance they'll get those raises and so everything i said was was correct they're not mad that i'm wrong they're mad that i have the audacity to tell people what they're doing in the state house so this is the same guy we're, we're talking about here so it came to my attention he was banning people from his campaign social media page and i told the person who was banned who was just asking some very polite questions apparently i said well I'll sure venture over there, and I bet, I darn bet you J.D. doesn't have the hair on his peaches to ban me from his social media page. So he had made a post about how uh, they're cutting taxes for a specific group of people. That's what we do here. We just give to specific people um, rather than give to everyone. We give to specific groups that we think will benefit us politically. And so I responded. I said, well, you know, why don't we talk about so something like, why don't we talk about uh, what you guys are doing with property taxes and, and gas taxes, real answers only. And so he, of course, pipes up. He goes, I only give real answers on this page here. And then he goes on this long, it's always this long thing. It's never simple because simple would let people realize how much of the money the Republicans are stealing from you in Indiana. And so he goes on this long thing about how he's did there cut this tax and they cut that tax. And I said, Hey, a hole, here's the reality of what you've done with this. You, you and the Republicans raised gas taxes by $90 million in the most recent budget. 
You and the Republicans are giving people back. Now the Democrats have come out with the math. Less than $100, while many people are facing, you know, we heard from the people, of $500, $1,000 in tax increases. So we're not giving you any round of applause for giving us 30 bucks back when you take $300 from us. And so then it just went downhill from there. And uh, I, we had a little conversation about uh, half a billion going to Holcomb to strong arm farmers. Well, we're not strong arming farmers. Why? Well, those people in Boone County sure they, disagree. They believe that they've been stronger. on our show. Yeah. They feel otherwise. They're the ones who uh, gave up their land. So at the end, you did invite him to come on the Kendall yes. and Casey show, it, and your response was? There's been no response. Okay. So, you know, I said, hey, look, tough guy, J.D. Prescott, you're a real keyboard warrior here. Clearly, you are seeing these posts. Why don't we take it out from the seven people that are following your page and let's put it out here where everybody can hear it. You can come on here and be a big tough guy on the property taxes and the gas taxes and giving Holcomb a half a billion to strong-arm farmers and giving yourselves raises and giving the governor a $65,000 raise. No response. Okay. Well, maybe we'll hear from him. No, no. In fairness, I do. Before we move on, I did ask again, Casey, just to make sure that, you know, maybe he got busy. Maybe mm-hmm. he was, you know, spending some of his $60,000 plus of monies he gets from us for his part-time job or, you know, I don't know what he was doing, but again, no response. So everybody's a tough guy until they got to look you in the eye and be a tough guy. And then suddenly it's no response. It is 18 after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So for the first time since 2018, MSNBC has beaten Fox News and also CNN in prime time. And we've got that coming up from 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. There it is. 21 minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Bud Light tanks get replaced by Modella as America's top selling beer. Over a four-week period, Modella's sales grew 12%. Bud Light's plummeted 24%. So there's still some other beer brands out there that are gaining due to Bud Light's loss. Also trending this morning, Elon Musk. Don't know if you saw this tweet. The White House put something out. They said to the LGBTQI plus community, the Biden-Harris administration has your back. And Elon Musk commented on it. He said, you are the government. They are not your kids. So let's talk about what's going on with the MSNBC For the first time since 2018, MSNBC beat out Fox News and CNN in the primetime demo. This is total viewers. And I say, hey, well, this is what happens when you fire your biggest star. Isn't it interesting that it appears because when O'Reilly left, the network went on and they replaced him with Tucker Carlson and everything was kind of status quo and, you know. Bill O'Reilly was the guy, and then they found a new guy. The Tucker Carlson thing feels different, though, because I think Tucker Carlson has a different relationship with his audience than Bill O'Reilly did. I think Tucker has an ideological alliance with his audience, where I think with Bill O'Reilly, 
it was more of a transactional mm. relationship. And what I mean by that is Bill O'Reilly was an in, probably an independent. He wasn't a conservative. He was a great interviewer. He was a great take guy, but he didn't have an ideological home. And so I think you don't build a bond with people when you don't have an ideological home or core foundation. And so I think when he left, people were like, well, you know, that's the big name and he's out of here. But he's just a big name who is out of here. He was the Entertainment Tonight guy, right? I mean, Bill Mm -hmm. O'Reilly was not even politics when he started, whereas Tucker Carlson has been so reliably consistent in terms of conservatism. I think it feels more personal than when O'Reilly left. Well, I also think the thing with Tucker Carlson is you look at him and you listen to him and you get the feeling like he's one of us. Yeah. Like he's speaking for He's not. But. Well, I know, but well, no. But you get that impression. It's kind of like the Ryan Seacrest thing that we were talking about the other day. You asked why why does he why does he keep getting these gigs? It's 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 this vibe that you get with him that you feel like he's a normal dude now. Both of them have really big bank accounts and yes. huge wallets. They're not normal dudes, but they come across that way. Whereas with uh, Bill O'Reilly, he seemed more like the anchor who's putting on the suit right. and he's delivering the line. Whereas Tucker seems like you could go have a beer. You could go fishing with him yeah. and talk about this stuff. So 291 minutes devoted to the Trump indictment, zero minutes devoted to the Biden bribery scheme across the major networks. And except for when Donald Trump was in Miami, he was at that restaurant, he was getting hugged, he was getting sung happy birthday to, and Rachel Maddow and also Jake Tapper from CNN, they decided not to air that. They they couldn't handle it. Their hearts were broken. But here's Rachel Maddow. She's explaining why they didn't carry Trump's fundraiser remarks. We knew heading into this that he was planning to make these remarks. We are prepared for his pre-fundraiser remarks tonight to again be essentially a Trump campaign speech. Because of that, we do not intend to carry these remarks live. Um, As we have said before in these circumstances, there is a cost to us as a news organization to knowingly broadcast untrue things. Okay, so... When did that start? I know. She says there's a cost to us. <laughs> she meant the network, MSNBC, when they air untrue things. Like, if you don't get the vaccine, you're going to kill grandma. <laughs> or if you do get the vaccine, you won't get COVID. Those untrue things. Okay, well, let's turn to Jake Tapper. Why didn't CNN want to air any of Trump's speech? We um, we do have now some of the sound, as I told you, we're not, and the audience, we're not carrying his remarks live because, frankly... He says a lot of things uh, that are not true and sometimes potentially dangerous. Oh, okay. Does he, does he remember when he said, if you say COVID was created in a lab, that's a dangerous thing to say. <laughs> They're picking and choosing what is dangerous and what is not. 1026, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 Casey, WIBC. Casey, Do we have voice Casey, calls? Casey, 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 when we come back. What, you going to give us a U.S. Open update? We got, no, no. Okay. Oh, everybody already knows when ye ding is still even par, and that's all that matters. Okay. Uh, no, when we come back. Yeah. We got the best most hilarious, most awesome voicemail I think we've ever had in the history of this show. And it's like the dumb and dumber thing. Just when I think you people can't get any more ridiculous. (laughs) You you, go and do it again. Yeah, you totally redeem yourself. That's coming up next. All right, let's go. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present voicemails. 
Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That's the phone number if you'd like to contribute. We do have voicemails today. Congratulations. You did a good job. Enough to impress Rob Kendall, at least. 1032. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We got what may be the greatest voicemail (laughs) in the history of this show. And look, I've been doing voicemails on this show. Let's see. I have been here as a full-time employee for seven, six years now. I started in, yes, I started in June of 2017. So I've been here six years uh, as a producer for the women Mm -hmm. and then as a co-host with one of the women Mm -hmm. And now a co-host with you, a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank, this is thank the, you for noticing. This is the best. This is absolutely the best. This the is most. It. it is. I Gold want, star. I look. I, there's a part of me that thinks this is a parody phone call. Okay. But I need it to not be a parody phone call. <laughs> want it to be real. So we have dubbed Rod and Todd. Rod Bray, who is the pro tem of the Senate, and Todd Houston, who is the Speaker of the House, the Flanders boys. And I thought we had made that abundantly clear over the many, many months we've referred to them as that, Mm -hmm. that it is Rod and Todd were the kids of Ned Flanders on The Simpsons. And it is too amazing that their names are Rod and Todd. And just like the Flanders kids, they're a complete joke (laughs) that we not call them the Flanders boys, and I thought we had made that many clear many, many times, mm-hmm. and I would have thought that if you were, you listened to this show enough to know the hotline number or the voicemail number, that you would have listened enough to heard us have mentioned that, that it is in tribute to the Simpsons. Yeah. However, one lady apparently did not get the memo, and she is absolutely not happy. I am Jeannie Flanders, and I... Well, I'm wondering what is your beef with the Flanders boys. <laughs> I have searched the web for Flanders Brothers and Aww. found Flanders Brothers Cycle in Minnesota, Flanders Brothers Maple Syrup in Vermont, <laughs> and I think it's Rod and Todd, Todd Flanders on the Simpsons. There but is. in 1959, I married the youngest of the Flanders boys, Jim. <laughs> Since the 1860s, the various generations of the Flanders boys have farmed in eastern Hamilton County. And uh, just wondering what beef you have with that name, the Flanders boys. Was that AI? <laughs> no. She she found him, though. She, she did some Googling, and she found Oh, God bless her. You know, she's probably really good at genealogy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what was her name, Jeannie? Jeannie, it is a reference to The Simpsons. I have no actual beef with anyone named Flanders. <laughs> oh, it's a family the name. Only people I, proud of it. The only people I have beef with are the two buffoons <laughs> who run the Indiana House and Senate. And uh, just... I, we should just stop taking voicemails. We're never, Casey, we're never going to... I love you. We're just never going to beat that. <laughs> We're never going to beat that. The maple syrup reference. Yeah, I'm going to have to make a liner out of that. I mean, she spent her day 
trying to trying find. Trying to figure it out. Yes. Good for her. She so, wanted to know it was The Simpsons. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. So yesterday, you read a letter from one of our listeners. Mm-hmm. James. Who had been, is in the pokey. <laughs> Correct. Yes. He's a, in a correctional facility. Mm-hmm. And he... Uh, wrote the letter, which was very nice of him, and we appreciate him listening, and thank you for that. But it did spark some questions that we had, because he said he listens to the show each day. Yeah. And so my question was, like, is there some PA system that James has access to? Are we, are Kendall and Casey being pumped throughout the entire Plainfield correctional Facility? Are there, you know, gentlemen inmates who are picturing you in that bikini every single day? Uh, (laughs) Do they have a radio? Right. Is he just? Is it just his own individual radio? Do they let people in the pokey have their own radios? Mm -hmm. Then he was talking about how he was not allowed to have ice cream. Right. And he was talking about the things that he does eat, and we were trying to figure out why. You would How not does allowed- he have access to the kitchen? Well, right, and, and why is why are they doing that? Do they not let the inmates have ice cream? And I said, look, if you are familiar with how a prison operates about the radio and the ice cream and anything in between, if you could call us and let us know, well, someone who has a lot of experience apparently, okay, we've in, got an answer in the pokey. Let us know. Hey, Rob. Hey, KZ. Only in regards to the letter that you received today, KZ, from your new friend out there at Moon Road. Unfortunately, I spent some time in the IDOC some years ago, and they do not have a PA system that broadcasts radio or anything like that when you're locked up. Uh, everybody can get their own individual radio, or at least that's what it used to be like. I'm sure it's the same way. And the deal with the ice cream is I found this out when I was where I was because I asked about the same thing. And the reason there's no ice cream in prisons is, at least here in Indiana, is because someone complained, and they decided that, hey, we're going to have a complaint. We're just going to get rid of it. And, you know, that's how it happens. One person makes a fuss, and Mm -hmm. good things get taken away. So, anyway, that's what I was told by someone many years ago, and that is why there is no ice cream. But, again, they are able to buy, like, little handheld radios Mm -hmm. with headphones. You need those to listen to the television, and, of course, you can pick up local radio stations as well. Anyways, hope that helps guys out good information what a great call yeah excellent uh which would you pick if you could have one or the other ice cream or the radio oh the radio yeah oh absolutely keep you company yeah absolutely i wonder no, if no, he has no, to no. have the earbuds in all the time or if there's a certain volume level you, you know i don't know james we, turn it up really I, loud i don't know if we talked about this on this show there was a television show i don't know if it's still on or not but it was they took regular people and they inserted them into county jails and year one, I don't know, maybe all of them are, it was Jeffersonville, Indiana. And so, like, they would take, it was a reality TV show. They would take a teacher. Called scared Straight. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I can't, I, now I'm just drawing a total blank on what the name of the show was. But it was, it, it, what would that be, Clark County? Clark County Jail. And they took regular people, and their job was to get information, you know, to give to the, the, sheriff or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. and they follow these people around and they've you know they've got the inmates saying well we have camera crews in here because they're documenting the jail blah 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 and uh so next to that this is the most insight into a jail mm-hmm. that i've ever 
ever received. Well, congratulations for keeping your nose clean. We're proud of you. <laughs> hey, today is a big day, Casey. Big day for? Uh, well, while, as J.D. Prescott made very clear, you know, he is the underachieving do-nothing state rep from the Muncie area, made clear on social media, the Republicans are very proud of where the property taxes are. And if you're looking from, for help from them, kiss their backside. And, uh, of course, J.D. made that clear behind his keyboard at home. He doesn't have the guts to come in here and say that. But uh, you're on your own, and and being on your own, today is the last day on your own to be able to appeal your property taxes. And one of our very astute, aware listeners called about that. Hey, good morning, marvelous people in radio. Uh, just a reminder, today is the 15th. This is the last day that you can file your appeal for your property taxes. So folks get going on that. Uh, go down to the city county building today, submit the form. We were told something interesting yesterday when we submitted ours down there. People can write those appeals on anything. Paper plates, paper napkins, maybe uh, your old pair of soiled underwear. <laughs> but uh, it's possible. And uh, very nice people down there that we talked to at the city county building yesterday. So uh, the 15th today, I'll use that appeal for your property taxes. Hmm. How about you write it on a copy of your property tax bill? Uh, well, so, I mean, just everybody should appeal. You mm-hmm. you should absolutely appeal. I went kind of through my process. They were very helpful. It didn't take you very long, did uh, it? I sent an email, and then I made a phone call, and within probably 10 minutes, mm-hmm. we it was like Monopoly. It was like drawing a, drawing a chance card. An error is found in your favor. Collect $10. Um, so it doesn't cost anything to do it. I think there used to be a time where they kind of scared you by going, well, we could rule against you and your property taxes could be higher. I think those days, given the condition of the property taxes, are kind of behind us. So all you can do is get, for the most part, now again, consult your attorney or professional, real estate professional or whatever, but it seems like for the most part, it would mostly only be able to work out in your favor. Now, some person's going to do this and get the other way and go, Kendall said, so don't take my advice on that. But I'm saying it seems like the the assessors know how much people are getting screwed, mm-hmm. and maybe they're looking for ways to try to help people out. Since the Republicans have said no to just about, just about everything. Yeah. So, Yes. I was just going to say, we've got one more, huh? Yeah, well, we got two more. Okay. Uh, this person uh, wanted to weigh in on the re- state of the current Republican primary. just wanted to comment on the GOP primary field so far. I think it's very interesting uh, that you that uh, recently in Miami, since you were speaking about Trump and that Trump has underperformed ever since his victory, uh, there's no pa- I will. I have said to people who support Trump, look, there's no pass Trump has to 270. DeSantis, however, can win. And the thing is, you have to have independent voters on your side. But they think, oh, it's just MAGA. Oh, it's just MAGA. That's the only base we need. No, that's not the only base you need. And the fact being there at that Miami rally tells me really that he's a pl- really makes me think he's a plant. Um, and the re- and Casey, I know you. I know you say you like him, but I, let, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Vivek being there, he's supposed to be a candidate out there campaigning, but instead he's given me the impressions that he's a plant, and that or he's just trying to do this so he can get a Trump cabinet position. If by some miracle Trump ends up getting 270, which will not happen if Trump is nominated. 
very astute. I started thinking about that last night as well, because he has been one who has been on Trump's side this entire time. When he first came out, he's making a lot of videos. He's all over social media and bringing up conversations. And he's articulate and he can make his point very well. And I, I thought he was getting a lot of traction there. But he has been beating the Trump drum for Trump, which makes you think, does he even think he can win? And at this point, he's just going to ride on that train right into a cabinet position. Uh, Two things. One, thank you to Chuck in the YouTube chat. 90 Days In was the name of that show about the people who were in the prison. Uh, You can always count on the YouTube chat to step up. Oh, we did get one final phone call, and I figured we should just leave the voicemail segment on a high note. Okay. Yeah, this is for Rob. (laughs) Rob, I was uh, going to remind you that uh, I do listen to your show, and sometimes I like it, sometimes I hate it. But you have succeeded in being more annoying than Tony Katz. That's the guy from The Liner, right? Yes, that's the Liner guy. And I think there's another one that we were looking to pull because he called the other day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's always good to hear from our fans. He's the gift that keeps on giving. Just we, you know how it is. I'm going to ride that horse until I get bored with it. And then I'll just become annoyed with this guy. And, <laughs> then, right. and then we'll just basically ban him from being on the show again. Hey, we've got Nigel who's coming in next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. minutes in front of 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Nigel joins us in the studio. From the Hammer and Nigel show, award winning, number one. Number one. Afternoon yes. drive Congra- show. Congratulations. Yes. Very good. Uh, the One of the things we're going to talk about today on my show is this, you know, the Public Safety Committee, yes. uh, this Indy City County Council, advanced this hog set proposal for more gun control in Indianapolis, banning assault weapons, whatever that means, raising the age limit from 18 to 21, blah, 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 blah. And the thing is, Rob, <laughs> you can't, none of this stuff has any teeth to it. Because there's, uh, because there's legislation already in place that says, you know, they call it the preemptive act or whatever. Local cities and ordinances can't make gun laws unless the state approves. You know, there's no legislature for this. It's just political pandering at its worst. And he knows this. He, he does know it. And where has he been the past four years? Why hasn't he tried this stunt last year, the year before? You know why? Election year. Election yeah, year. right. No, you're 100%. All right. So they've allocated, what, $225,000 to hire three attorneys for this? Now, I like that. And the FOP likes that. Federal attorneys that, you know, you bypass the mirrors, radical left prosecution, revolving door of the criminal justice system. We've all, and it's the first time I've ever heard Hogsett use the term revolving door of the criminal justice system. So they can bypass those, you know, Ryan Mears and go straight to these federal prosecutors and um, have more have tough laws at the federal level to keep violent repeat criminal offenders in jail. So we've got a bunch on that today. So here's the question, though, and, and if you're Jefferson Shreve, I don't know how you answer this question. So Mer- Merritt and I were talking about this today 
before we were recording State House happenings. Look, Joe Hawks had overwhelmingly won re-election. Of course. Against your merit. Now, merit was underfunded. The Republican Party they didn't, didn't help really him back out. Him at right. All. But he won overwhelmingly. I mean, it was a, everybody admits, you know, just a slam dunk win for Joe Hogshead. The city has not become more Republican in the past four years. If anything, it's become more Democrat as the remaining Republican independents, whatever, flee this city. Yeah. So if you're Jefferson Shreve, what is your path to victory? Like, wh- how do you get the these people? I mean, look, Mears just overwhelmingly got reelected. By a formidable opponent. Exactly. So how do you convince these people who just voted for Ryan Mears, who is a complete maniac and a huge part of the problem to not vote for Hogshead because I think Hogshead is a more formidable opponent than Mears was. Don't you think that that even just by Hogshead saying the words revolving door of the criminal justice system and funding these federal prosecutors, bypassing local prosecutors, what does that say? It's all a ploy to get reelected. Because again, these ordinances that they're going to vote on in terms of the gun control laws in Marion County have no teeth. And the last part, last like like where was where was Hogsett during the last uh, session? He should have been pounding on the door saying we need the you know preemptive act or whatever it's called changed so I could get some stuff done. He was nowhere to be found. What this, is, this is so this is so transparent. What does the Hogsett voter look like? Like who is that person that goes in there and goes? The hey. moms demand action. There was a lot in this committee hearing last night. There was you know tons of moms that demand action people in there. It got pretty heated. Uh, people were thrown out last night, um, and that's what they look like. Well, at least he showed up for that. A lot of red red shirts as well in that crowd. At least we knew where Hogsett was this time. Right. <laughs> you guys tweeted a gif yeah. of, uh, I will assume it was your coworker who did this, but it was the John Candy mm-hmm. uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, yeah, when he was in the car. <laughs> You're going the wrong way. Oh, yeah, sure. And he makes the, he makes the hand gesture like he's been drinking. Hey, happy Father's Day, by the way. I mean, I'm going to say in case I don't see you tomorrow. I mean, this is big. You're you're yes. creeping up on it here, right? It's go, it's go time. I have asked my child. I said, you come out whenever you need to come out. However, if you could make it until Monday, because, uh, of course, the U.S. Open is this week. So if you could just. But you've got a couple more weeks, actually. Right? Yeah, it's supposed to. But they say at 37 weeks, the baby's in charge. Mm-hmm. Well, at this point, baby's just gaining weight. Yeah. They said the baby, you are in charge until 37 weeks. And then 37 weeks for us was Tuesday. They say after that you are just at the just have you noticed and call G, this like, baby cleaning furiously around the house or doing any anything y- like that yeah the past three years of our relationship <laughs> oh you mean recently yes <laughs> picking up after you yeah, i will come home and she will go i'm sorry i did not get the house clean it's spotless what else is there to clean <laughs> what else so what is there to you, clean what are you doing for father's day i am going to try to be as unbothered as humanly possible yeah, my mom my, my my wife asked me what i wanted to do for father's day i look at her and go just to be left alone left alone <laughs> dads always want that on father's day we, we, no, my dad and no, i no we're gonna da- have some fun my dad and i have had a rule in our house for a long time which is the leaders at the u.s open tee off about 2 30 on sunday and there's to be no communication for the next four and a half hours that's what i've always like grown it. up with my dad wanting for father's day i like it what's coming up this afternoon uh we're gonna go off the rails with rob K- Kendall making a very special appearance at 5.30. Thank you, Nigel. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.